Our epistle reading is our sermon text for today. It comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 15. Paul writes, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today's sermon is the epistle reading from Romans chapter 5 that was just read uh, a few minutes ago. And it starts out like this. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still weak. America is a country that for a long time was a country built around strength. That the, the highest virtue was perseverance, endurance, resilience, and grit. That when the, the going gets tough, the tough get going. Or to put it in another way, I get knocked down, but I get up again. And my criticism is not on this idea that, that strength is not a virtue. After all, we, we have accomplished many things as a society my criticism is, how strong are we really? How quickly our weakness is revealed when tragedy strikes. How quickly a good day can turn into a bad day. How a, a normal doctor's visit can all of a sudden turn into a life-changing event. How strong are we really even today? To recognize our, our own uh, uh, fragile state of our human bodies can be something that, that, that maybe we can put off. To recognize our, our own helplessness in many of the, the great events of life, uh, many tragedies and, uh, and conflicts. It's easy to, uh, to admire our own strength, to admire the strength of others. And yet, how strong are we really? On Father's Day, like today, parents, you know, they, they know what it means to be strong for their families. To, to put on a, a brave face, even in, in tough times, 
so that your family has somebody to look to for, for comfort and for strength, and yet what's really going on in your minds in times where there is not really not much you can do to help this situation. And the final arbiter of our weakness is, is death. That, that no matter how strong you may uh, be, no matter how healthy, no matter how, how healthy in your body or your mind you might be, no matter how much good or how much you've accomplished in your life, one day the weakness of our bodies will give in. That's Paul's point that he's making here in this lesson to the Romans. That this is how God shows his love for us. That we as fragile beings, fragile creatures, we as weak humans who are are tossed into this world full of many things that are way outside of our control, God shows his love for us. That while we are weak, that is when Jesus has died for us. And that gives us strength for the past, strength for the present, and even strength for the future. But before we get to that, it says that Christ died for the ungodly. And who does that? Everyone can admire a noble sacrifice. Everyone, uh, whether you're a believer or not, recognizes that there's honor in laying down one's life uh, for another person. We celebrate it with, with uh, holidays and memorials, that we would have a memorial day to remember all of the, the brave men and women who have laid down their lives in service to our country. And that was a, a good and, and, and right thing to do. And, and uh, here's a, a story of Captain William Turner, not the pirate. He was the captain of the Lusitania, which sunk in the early 20th century. A man known for his, his bravery, he jumped into the, the water in the harbor at Liverpool to save a 14-year-old boy who had fallen overboard. And the, the, if, uh, I, I didn't know this part, but uh, it turns out the, the water there is so cold that survival after a few minutes is unlikely. And so the common practice at that time was just to let the victim drown. And yet this Captain William Turner was awarded for his bravery that he wouldn't think much of his own life to jump into the freezing cold water to save this boy. Now, whether you're a believer or not, an honorable sacrifice, whether you're laying down your life uh, for, the con- for your country or for your family, or whether you're one of our, our public servants like firefighters or, or police, it is certainly a noble thing to lay down your life for a common good. And yet the question remains, what if that boy who had fallen overboard into the icy cold water, likely to die within a few minutes, what if he, he wasn't just an average boy, but what if he was a criminal? What if he was a, a lazy, good-for-nothing, so-called drain on the society? Or, or what if after being saved, he lived his life with no respect to the second chance that he had been given? And how does God show his love for us? Well, Paul tells us who we are. Weak, ungodly, sinners, and enemies of God. That's who you are. And that's who I am. Enemies, really? Well, you see, uh, if you're not convinced that we were truly enemies of God, you know, did we live in this world that we had nothing to do with how it was created. We live in this life uh, and we had, had no part in designing how it all worked. 
And yet, if you claim to to be the ruler of uh, this land, to be the one who decides that you're the one who's going to decide how you're going to live in this world that you had no part of creating, well, then it's like two kings claiming uh, uh, the same territory. And when two kings can't claim the same territory between you and God, well, then you become enemies. Yet, this is how God shows his love for us. That while we were enemies, while we were sinners, while we were ungodly, and while we were weak, that is when God showed his love for us that Jesus would go to the cross and die. That he would give himself up as the most honorable sacrifice, laying his life down, not for his friends, not for somebody who is worthy of that sacrifice, but for his enemies, for you and me. That's how God shows his love for us, while we were still weak. Then finally, it says that at the right time was when this all happened. And uh, just a quick note, it's not the, that God was waiting for the Roman Empire to, to come to power and establish a, a relative peace in, in the world, and, but yet still had uh, the worst uh, form of execution of, of crucifying people. But at the right time it was how God had designed all of it to work. At the right time, while we were still weak, and for us, before we were even born, that is how when God showed his love for us. That is when Jesus laid down his life in the most honorable sacrifice for you and me so that we may be reconciled to God. So we have uh, three kind of tenses of our our salvation, three kind of tenses uh, of when we were made right with God, when we were brought into the right relationship with God. We have uh, the the tense, the the past tense, uh, the present tense, and the future tense. The past, because historically Jesus has already died and raised and uh, been raised from the dead. That in the past, historically, Jesus has already given his life up for you and me. And we have strength for the present in this power uh, that God has given us in our present weakness. And we even have strength for the future. Uh, but first, to go back to the past. Last week we heard from Romans chapter 4 that that if you lived before Jesus lived, died, and was raised again, like Abraham, it was all about trusting in that promise of the future Savior. And for us living after that point in history, we still trust in that promise. That, that what, makes, it, what uh, makes us right with God is believing that, that what happened on the cross 2000, about 2,000 years ago actually is important for us. You can think of it this way, that if you had a a very distant relative who had named you as the sole uh, person to inherit the $10 million estate, well, if you don't know about it, it doesn't do you any good. And if you do know about it, well, then you you would live your life knowing that that's coming for you, that that uh, $10 million is coming for you. That's the, the same way that, that we, uh, you can tell somebody that, of course, Jesus has died for you uh, about 2,000 years ago and risen again, that he would give his life up for his enemies. But if that doesn't mean anything to you, if that doesn't shape your life and change your life, how you live, knowing that 
the inheritance uh, is eternal life, strength for the future and strength for the present weakness right now, well, then it's, it's not going to mean anything to you. And so that is the past uh, of, of how we were made right with God. But there's also the present strength for today in our present weakness. Because uh, the living by faith, living the Christian life, walking with God, trusting in the promise that, that what Jesus did by giving up his life means something for you, well, it's still a life in, uh, it, it still affects our, it gives us strength for our present weakness. Because living by faith, well, the moment you believe in God, it doesn't fix everything. Sure, it fixes your greatest problem of being enemies with God, but it doesn't fix your present weaknesses and, and flaws. But it doesn't excuse anything either. And finally, the Christianity is not a self-help religion that just makes you a a better person in general. But living by faith, walking with God, trusting in the promises that, that what Jesus did made you right with God, brought you into the right relationship with God, that you are no longer enemies, well then it's a life of renewal. A life of living in this power, living with the power of Christ in you day by day to change you little by little. Of course, we're still weak, still caught with our weaknesses. My weaknesses are very apparent to me. Uh, My personality flaws, things that I I wish I could do better, and if only I could, I would. And I've had uh, this rather strange experience recently where I'll be thinking about myself and my life, and then all of a sudden I'll have uh, these moments of clarity where it all makes sense of why I am the way I am, whether uh, it was something from how I grew up or, or just something about my personality right now. And I think, well, if I could only stop doing this, start doing that a little more, uh, if only I could just uh, uh, change the way I act and behave, well, then it would all work out. And then the next thought that comes to my mind, well, you know, if it was really that easy, I probably would just do it, wouldn't I? Maybe you've had those moments of clarity. Maybe you've had uh, uh, moments where you've faced uh, weaknesses in your personality or in your behavior uh, of where you've wanted to do something a little better or stop doing something that you know is wrong and yet you just can't find the strength to do it. Because when I look back on yesterday, I wonder if I ended that day any holier than when I began it. And what about today? Well, I mean, there's still time. (laughs) But the life of faith, the life of of following God, of, of following Jesus, of trusting in him, is still a life of power and strength. But it's not in you. No, we'll remain weak in our our weak state, but we have this present hope in the present strength. And it's not about trying to be holier every day. I have to tell you that although it sounds nice on pictures and and on on posts online, but do your best and God will do the rest is not in the Bible. We are weak, and yet this is how God shows his love for us 
that in our weakness he gives us strength. To paraphrase Romans uh, 5 uh, verse 10, if God treats his enemies like this, that he would give his life up in the most honorable sacrifice for his enemies, then how do you think he's going to treat his friends? That you have been made friends with, have been uh, turned from enemies into friends with God by Jesus' blood on the cross. That the, the present strength of God and power of God is here for you to live a life in the power of Christ. The life of renewal day by day. Here's what I want you to do today. To have confidence in God's strength. To rely on his power. Not to to look to yourself and think of what you can muster to to make yourself a little better, but to rely on God in your weakness. And you probably won't notice it. You probably won't notice God working in you. You probably won't notice how God is changing you little by little, day by day. And in fact, you, you might even notice the opposite. It's been said that the, the closer you, you uh, the further you walk down this road of following after God, the, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you realize that you need him. The more you realize your dependence on him. The more weaknesses that, that you recognize in yourself, the more uh, strength that you, re- the more confidence you have to rely on God's power, the opposite happens in that you find out that you're much more weak than you had ever imagined. But in your weakness, you you are given much more opportunity to trust in God's strength. And and in this way, there's nothing to boast about. There's nothing to, to boast about in your own holiness of how much you've achieved from when you first began to believe to, to now. It's like the, the proverbial arrow that stops in midair to admire how it's flying. But you, there's only the power of God to boast in because it's the power of God, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians, that God says his power is made perfect in weakness. That in our, our present weakness, in our present life, uh, striving to do something a little bit better than we did yesterday, to follow God a little bit more, we find that we're still falling to the same temptations. The same things get us hung up. The same behaviors, the same patterns of, of life. And yet it's not in our strength to do what is right, but it is in trusting in God's power to work in us this life of renewal. So if you're interested in this, there's one more thing. If you're interested in living in this pow- with this power of Christ in your life, to live this life of renewal, there is one more thing you can do. And that's the one thing that, that might be stopping you is, is your willingness to repent. That the life of renewal is, is a life of daily repentance. That when you're confronted with your weaknesses, that when you're confronted with the behaviors that get you hung up and causing uh, problems, that when you're faced with those moments, your willingness to repent, to turn back, to admit you were wrong, to rely on God's power and God's strength once again, because this is how God shows his love for us. And in those moments of temptation, 
those moments of weakness, when the devil comes to you and tells you, I know how weak you are. I know you'll fall for this one again. I know how easily I can get you to fall back into that same old routine, that same old power. You can tell him this. Yes, I am weak, but I am friends with the one who is powerful. I am friends with the one who has conquered all things. The one who has shown his love for his enemies, that he would give up his life in the most honorable sacrifice. And how do you think he's going to treat his friends? That yes, I am weak, but he is strong. That is our strength for the present time until that day when we find our perfection in the future. In that day when, when, when one day our bodies will finally give in to the weakness of, our, of this life. But there is that day coming when God will raise these bodies back up again, having conquered death once and for all, that we will live in these bodies again, no longer affected by, by the weakness of disease and decay. But we will be perfect, no longer tempted, no longer corrupted in our thoughts. And it is that on that day that we will live with God forever, having been made friends with him all the way back in the promise of Jesus' death and resurrection and it's in this strength, in this power that we live today, till on that day when freed from sinning, I shall see thy lovely face. Clothed then in the blood-washed linen, how I'll sing thy wondrous grace. It is God who shows his love for us in our weakness, so that in him we may find strength. In Jesus' name, amen.